Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk a little bit about the impeachment, tell you some of the procedural things that are going on, just kind of give you an idea of what's actually happening there as opposed to analyzing all the details of the uh, supposed incitement and the rebellion and all this other stupid shit they have in there. So for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, practiced for 30 years, so I've seen a lot of trials and I understand the kind of games that get played. And I'm America's most trusted lawyer because I tell people the truth. And I'm America's most beloved lawyer because I'm just such a nice guy. <laughs> All right, enough fooling around. Let's get the show started. So even though it's complete theater, I thought I would do a show about the impeachment because it's clear to me that most people, they don't have the slightest thinking idea what actually goes on in legal matters, if this is even, in fact, a legal matter, since it's technically constitutional with regards to what controls it, but it's not even in a courtroom. It's just kind of this political legal matter. It's, it's technically legal, I guess, but people just don't understand the law. They don't understand anything about it. I haven't heard anybody explain any of it. And so I want to tell you kind of the way to think about this like a lawyer would. And that is that it doesn't ultimately matter what kind of ridiculous, crazy things they're claiming he did. I've said for a long time, I said in my Twitter account, you know, where is this audio clip? Where's the video clip? Where's the text? Where's where's the tweet? What is it they're actually claiming he said that was some kind of incitement to violence? And of course, you can read through the stupid brief that they prepared for the House, and it's junk. It's like I expected. It's just... It's just a lot of sort of innuendo and implication and it always oh, son-in-law said this or some other person said that or it was been widely reported. All these kinds of absurd things that could never come in in an actual trial and would never survive any real evidentiary burden. The way it's going to work is this. There's a single charge they brought forward, and that is this supposed incitement of violence that threatened the United States government. It's it's utterly ridiculous, and it's beyond hyperbole. The government of the United States was never in any danger. There's endless questions about whether or not that whole thing was a false flag operation and a bunch of agent provocateurs were inserted into that crowd. Regardless, there was nothing ever presented that provided any legitimate risk to the government in any way. In no way that was an insurrection. It doesn't meet any of the kind of requirements, basic requirements. It's just a political hatchet job from beginning to end. But I thought there were some interesting things in there. I went and read the response brief, which is usually the better place, in my opinion, to start when you look at something after you look at kind of the charge. So the way it kind of technically works is a procedural matter, and procedures where all the, the real stuff happens, the rest of it's just politics and theater. The important stuff is the actual procedure. And what is the procedure? The procedure is that he's impeached with this single article of impeachment that anybody can read. It's fairly long and, and convoluted and just piles a whole bunch of miscellaneous Barnum statements and miscellaneous bullshit into this idea that he, quote, incited violence and a rebellion and all this crap, and that it caused danger and harm and all this other stuff. Okay, so that's what there is. There's one single charge. And then you look at the actual response that was filed by his defense team, which I kind of liked. I got a kick out of it. It's it's short. It's They basically break it out. See, in different kinds of courts, you have different kinds of requirements. In 
say state court, like in the state I'm in, you can just file what's called a general denial. Someone just makes all these allegations against you, and you just file this general denial that just says, the defendant denies the allegations. Now, there's some things you have to specifically allege in fraud, and then you have to specifically deny with sworn statement or some crap like that. But on whole, for something like this, in state court, all you'd have to do is just say, we deny the charges. And that puts the other side, the prosecution in this case, to the evidence. They have to prove their case. Now, in a case like this, there is no official standard of proof. The senators get to decide whatever the hell basis they want for why it is that uh, they're convicting. So what do I mean by that? I mean, it's not beyond a reasonable doubt. It's not clear and convincing. It's not preponderance of the evidence. There is no standard of proof, burden of proof, evidentiary requirement set out in the Constitution, it just says that he'll have a trial and the, he gets to decide whether or not he's going to be impeached or not, and whether the senators want to convict. That's it. <laughs> that alone shows you that it's just purely a political thing. This is not really a legal matter. It's kind of this pseudo-legal matter. People think it's this incredibly august legal matter. It's not. You don't have any real trial defenses that you get to raise. The Senate itself just decides how they're going to do it. That's all. And so they have these rules, these kind of rules of impeachment, the proceedings. It's in effect, it's the equivalent of a sort of criminal procedure rules that you'd get in a state court or federal court. And the way it works in federal court is you're supposed to specifically respond to each what they call averment. So if somebody makes a statement, you have to say whether it's true or not true. And if you agree or disagree with it, if you agree with parts and disagree with parts, you kind of kind of state that. And that's kind of the way the answer that his counsel prepared. They broke out this ridiculous rambling article of impeachment, and they broke it out into several different statements. I think there's eight responses where they deny in part or admit in part, and then they explain. And the way the, the thing basically broke down, the number one problems that I see with it if, is if the Senators are going to be legit. If they're, they're truly going to be legit about it, then this impeachment is not going to go anywhere. Because as a factual procedural matter, the impeachment itself says that he can be removed from office and then he can be barred from these other things. He can be removed and. And the fundamental argument is that impeachment is something that's designed to remove somebody from office. And if they're still in there, you can not only remove them from office, but you can do some other things to them. But if they're not in office, then impeachment itself is not proper. Because if you're just going to have these other things imposed on him, then you need a completely different kind of procedural framework, not impeachment. You need something else. You need some kind of actual trial, a criminal trial, or some other kind of trial but not an impeachment, because an impeachment, by its very nature, is designed to remove the officer. That's it. In this case, the officer is the president. Well, he's already gone, so he's not the president. (laughs) So you can't remove the president when he's not the president. You can't remove the office of the former president. (laughs) You can't remove the office of the president-elect, okay? You can only remove the president, and he's not the president. His term's expired. So the very first thing they raise is that, look, The Senate doesn't have any procedural authority, any constitutional authority to have a trial of impeachment for someone who's no longer president. It's just, it's an impossibility. It's like saying up is down. It doesn't work. Now, that to me 
is a slam dunk winner if you're just being objective. And since I could care less about Donald Trump or anybody else who's a politician, I'm just looking at the language. And the reality is impeachment designed as a way to be able to remove people from office. Well, he's gone. There is no longer any constitutional basis to hold an impeachment. And that's what they raise. And I think it's it's a winner if anybody's being honest. And of course, these people, who knows? These are fucking politicians. They're the scum of the earth. Are they going to be honest about it? The Democrats won't be. That's all. They won't be. They will simply, they will muddy the waters with this idea of the 14th Amendment. And this. All of those things are irrelevant. Whether it's covered under the 14th or whether they could bar him, they could only do any of that in a proper impeachment proceeding. And it's impossible to have a proper impeachment proceeding of someone who is no longer holding office. That's all. Just for the same reason, you don't go forward with an impeachment of Nixon when the man resigned. Of course, Ford pardoned him, which doesn't even make sense, but it doesn't matter. He resigned, so there's no reason to go forward. See, there's no reason to go forward. And this goes beyond no reason. This is that they have no actual legal constitutional basis to go forward. They don't have any jurisdiction over Donald Trump, the individual citizen, which is all he is now as a former president, to have an impeachment trial. It's totally and completely improper, which I think is a winner for him, if if anyone's being honest. The other one they raise is that uh, they didn't follow any of their own rules. See, the Senate itself has its own rules. And And in these rules, they say that the article of impeachment cannot be divisible, okay? It's not supposed to be divisible. What that means is you can't have multiple different points inside of an impeachment article, meaning the charge, the article is just the same as a criminal charge, because then you don't know what the senators might be voting on. So you have to be able to, everyone have to get two-thirds of agreement, has to be about one single thing one single violation. Well, this long rambling article has all sorts of things where you might agree with parts and disagree with parts, so you don't know what people are voting on. So again, the way it's been constructed is totally invalid. And they did that, of course, because he hasn't actually done any of the stuff they claim. It's just this muddled up load of shit that they just kind of kitchen sinked so that they can play it in the press and politicize it. Well, if it's supposed to actually be an impeachment trial, you're supposed to kind of stick to the rules. Well, they're violating their own rules. It is divisible in a thousand different ways. So you don't have a clear charge of what is it the person's going to vote on. So they didn't follow their own rules. <laughs> so again, a procedural issue where they lose because they violated the rules and they could have drawn the article any way they wanted. They chose to draw the thing in a manner that violates their own rules. Okay, so that's it. You get a vote not guilty on it. The other thing they uh, bring up, which I think is another interesting part, is that the long tradition, again, not necessarily in the rules, but their traditions and their precedent is that prior to these impeachments, that you go to committees and you have opportunities for the uh, potential person who's going to be impeached to have their side heard in committee and to sort through the evidence so they can understand whether, in fact, there's really a basis to make the charge and to bring forth an article of impeachment. Well, they ignored all that. They stepped aside all that, of course. In this case, they didn't do any of it. (laughs) Again, why? Because it's just an absurd political theater that's going on. But you can see why that would be important, because this isn't really a trial. And so these procedural mechanisms are there to make sure the person's getting a fair shake, because since there's not even a standard, a burden of proof that has to be met, no one even knows what it is, the senators can vote for any reason they want. You got to be careful what you bring up 
not to mention the, the slander and the libel and the destruction of somebody's character for being impeached for something that's really not an impeachable offense. And so they just bypass all this. And of course, again, the press is not bringing any of this up. They're not mentioning any of this stuff, that these rules violations are occurring. The other thing they've got that I thought was also quite interesting is that, you know, the Supreme Court justice, who's uh, the chief justice, is supposed to preside over this, but he's not going to. Well, he's not going to because he knows damn well they don't have any uh, authority to hold this impeachment. Well, he can't make them stop, but he's not going to appear. So instead, they're just going to have a partisan hack Democrat appear as the chief justice role. Well, that's preposterous. And anybody on their face looking at that can see that this is, again, runs contrary to the very structural, procedural nature of what they're supposed to be doing. They just simply ignore it. And again, the people in the press who are just a, you know, they're just another arm of the kind of system that's moving this through and the left wing insane people who've gotten control of government. They just ignore all these kinds of things and act like they're trivial. Oh, the only important thing is they incite violence and then they just want to play a load of shit and kind of tapes and stuff that have nothing to do with Donald Trump's what he's saying or anything else. And so there's another really, really good, in my opinion, point, right? I mean, how does this make any sense? It doesn't make any sense when you start looking down through it, right? You just, it doesn't make any sense. And so if the Senate holds some kind of kangaroo trial, they call an impeachment, which is really just of a private citizen, and they slap some kind of punishment on him, it's a clear violation of something that's called the Bill of Attainder. Uh, technically not a bill of attainder because it's not a capital conviction, but all a bill of attainder means is that in this extrajudicial manner that the legislature, in effect, convicts somebody and punishes them without an actual trial. And, of course, in a case like this, if you don't have subject matter jurisdiction, since he's not the president anymore, and you don't have personal jurisdiction over him, because, again, he's not the president, and they don't have the authority to impeach a president. If you do all those things and you punish him in some way, you say he can't hold office in the future. Well, that's another violation of the Constitution. It's a violation of the Bill of Attainder because all that does is give the Congress the right to reach out and grab private citizens and punish them without trials. Well, that's insanity. But again, all this stuff is simply being ignored. Because the reality is that if Donald Trump had actually incited a rebellion or all these other crazy things they're actually trying to claim in this gobbledygook bullshit charge, well, then they could just have a criminal charge. They could just bring a criminal charge against him in an actual criminal court. Good luck to you. See if that happens. See, that's how you can know it's theater, because if any of these actual claims were true about what he supposedly did, they just bring him up on actual criminal charges. Because he's not a president anymore. He's not protected by anything. But they didn't do any of that. What they did is they rushed these articles through while he was still president. So they violated their own rules and precedents in doing that. Not that I give one shit about their rules and precedents. I'm just pointing out as a procedural matter. They did that because if they didn't get the articles of impeachment done in the House while he was still president, it would just be utterly ludicrous. I mean, it would be next level stupid compared to what we're already in here. We're having an impeachment trial over someone who's no longer an officer of the United States. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It is pure theater. The fact that it's being taken seriously, the fact that 
Republicans aren't just saying, look, we're not going to have this charade go on in the Senate. This is asinine. Uh, the fact that there aren't people stepping forward and making sure that everybody understands that this is 100% kangaroo city now, you know, it's the character of the, these people that I already knew. These are the truly some of the lowest of the low kind of people you can ever meet. It's an insult to used car salesmen to say that they're lower than a politician. These people are way beyond a politician. They actually have a product they can sell you, they can transfer title to. In this case, they have no ground at all to stand upon this impeachment. And the fact is that this is such an abuse of power. If you allow this kind of abuse of power, just like in some of the previous episodes I've made, see, they don't face any consequence for just trampling all over the Constitution. The senators don't. The lawyers working for them don't. Nothing happens. The House doesn't. Nothing happens to any of them because they all just sit in their own judgment. See, and this is the problem. So we're in a world of fantasy here. It's just a world of fantasy. And and will they convict him? You know, I seriously doubt enough Republicans are going to look past these procedural, glaring procedural problems and the fact that they simply have no jurisdiction over a former officer, a former president. They can't just bring somebody up on impeachment charges. They just can't. And it just doesn't make any sense. It just turns impeachment on its head. I don't think they will get it. But I think all the defenses with regards to whether or not there was incitement or riot and whether Trump did it, and, and they don't quote anything like I knew they wouldn't. It stopped the steal. Well, that's like saying if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. It's, it's not an incitement to a rebellion. It's idiotic. And the fact that he held a speech down there, so what? So what? I've already done episodes discussing people's uh, First Amendment rights and discussing how these things are all Barnum statements. But in my opinion, if I was going to be counsel for Donald Trump in any of this uh, kind of thing, I think I would stay way, way away from arguing about whether or not there was a steal or wasn't a steal, whether or not the language he used was inciting or wasn't, because that's just falling into their trap. I think it would be much better if they simply focus exclusively on this concept that these procedural mechanisms aren't being followed and you can't impeach somebody who's no longer president. That's all. They're welcome to bring him up on federal charges if, if they think that's appropriate. They're welcome to. But they're not welcome to violate the Constitution themselves, which they claim to be trying to uphold, by bringing a person up on these impeachment and then having a trial after he's gone on whether or not they can impeach him. <laughs> because impeachment is designed to remove him from office and as I told you early, remove him from office and the central purpose of impeachment is to remove the person from office. That's it. See, because there is no other way to get a president out of office except through impeachment. That's it. Once he wins the election, he's in there. That's it. Now, you can try these bullshit 25th Amendment things. I mean, that's never going to fly when the guy's sane. We're talking about a guy who's truly out of control claiming that this is the king type of thing they're trying to eliminate from Donald Trump. Someone who's a danger and all this. Well, the purpose of impeachment is to get them out of the office. 
Once he's out of the office like he is now, he's just a private citizen. He can't do anything. If he had some kind of liability with regards to some kind of criminal conduct, well, then they need to bring him up on criminal charges and let him have all the defenses and a standard and the burdens of proof that are there in a criminal trial. Of course, since they know for a fact they can never do that, they'll never meet any of those requirements, they would be shown to be just a bunch of kangaroo theatrics and just the worst kind of lowlifes if they tried to do that in a criminal trial. And that's why they're not going to do it. That's why they're trying this other thing to try to smear him and then try to get around it and get him barred from ever serving as president again. All of these things are absurd. But I wanted to at least show people that, look, they have these procedural issues. They have these technical things. I don't know if anyone's telling you about them. I haven't seen anybody really discussing it. But the reality is I don't look at hardly any news. I just don't because it's just junk. And they're just all arguing about whether he did incite it or didn't all and all. The statements they use will never fly in a criminal trial, and they know that. And they know that. That's why they're going this route. But I'm hoping that at least now, maybe you have an idea that that's what this is about. This is why it's such an incredible clown world. Now you technically understand kind of the arguments that are being made and the arguments that are being made by the defense. And you kind of understand the procedural mechanisms. And believe me, in trials, the procedures is just 95% of the fucking trial. I mean, most of the time, the facts, yeah, they matter, but everybody can argue about the facts, you know? I mean, one man's incitement's another man's uh, joke. But now you understand there's no burden of proof. We don't know what it might be. They're ignoring their own rules, and they're ignoring the very fundamental thing. They don't actually have any jurisdiction in this case for countless reasons. And the defense should win and probably will win. But, you know, who knows what the purpose of all this is. It's all theater. That's all it is. So anyway, I hope that was helpful. I hope people enjoyed sort of having me break it down for them like that. If you like my show, obviously, you can listen to my show. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at US Law Review. And I want to thank the people who are in my Patreon account. They actually make this show possible by being a benefactor. And, you know, they get bonus material, bonus shows. They get early access. They get other stuff. But it's a lot of it's just about, you know, supporting what I do by trying to tell people the truth. So I really do appreciate them. You know, you got to vote with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that actually matters. If anything's been proved, that's the only thing that matters. So I think that's all I have to say about it today. Hope everybody has a nice night or day. Take care.